All right, we're live. We're live? Yep. All right. We are live. Hey, everyone. We're back. Have we done one in a while? Oh, we, no, we, we did one me. last week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still, have, we still have one that we haven't uploaded. Oh, yeah. Because we're stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just very forgetful sometimes. Plus, we're in exams. You know how it is. There's a lot of shit going on right There's now. There's a lot of shit. We just had our Super Bowl yesterday. Super Bowl was yesterday. Senior wine tasting rolling into WLAX M hockey formal. M Hick. M Hick. <laughs> no. Uh, M Hawk. Ice hockey. Mick. 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 No. Yeah. No, mm, yeah. Mick. No, it, I think it's just Mick. I think it's just Mick. Mick, yeah. M I H, yeah. Oh yeah. There's no C in there. There's no C. I don't know why. (laughs) We got that one. Mock would maybe work. Yeah. Mahawk. You have to pronounce the H, I think. I think so too, unless you're French. Or you could do M Hawk because we do like W Lax. We don't do Lax. W Lax. M Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever. So basically, we're feeling great this morning. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> severely unwell. Yeah, I have my cup of liquid IV, which tastes absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Um, saw a dead squirrel. That really made me. I almost threw up on the it, spot. Yeah, it just raised the morale. Hey. It did. Yeah. She was just so wet and just so <laughs> flat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. But anyways, he's also been there for two weeks. Yeah. I feel like we should name him. No, I think it's dead. I don't think there's a reason to name him. It's like naming a rock, you know? Yeah, but like it was once a conscious was, living thing. Yeah. It would be like giving it a funeral without burying it. Someone's going to have to remove it. Was it conscious though? Did yeah. it have consciousness? Mm-hmm. Was it aware of itself? I think all living things, that's actually a very good point. Do we think all living things have consciousness? Well, it's like... But what is so consciousness, consciousness is the first question. So what, what we determined in one of my classes is that consciousness mm-hmm. is an awareness of your awareness. Yes. It is an awareness that you are experiencing something. No, it's an awareness that, that you, you are aware. Aware that you are doing something. So it's like a second order awareness from that first order, from that first awareness. Well, I think dogs are con- are like conscious. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, because they, like- they don't have like conscious thought. Like they, they act on like instinct and whims and they hear something like it my dog lays down when he wants to lay down that's true you know but it's he doesn't he's not aware of why he wants to lay down does talking determine consciousness no anything something that can talk i mean i don't know only humans can talk though so what other than humans has consciousness nothing that's what that's literally what makes us human like that's how we've developed that's true society and civilization and literally any other thing that's been constructed by humanity yes you know like that's what makes us unique that was a strong topic to start out with yeah okay now i'm kind of confused why are you confused no i'm not okay okay moving Uh, forward moving forward i'm also my paper's literally on consciousness so just use it you well now you have a better understanding of your paper i mean my notes fully say the awareness that of awareness okay good but it's okay we're good Okay. I digress. We're, we're, I'm glad we're on the same page and you're not confused. No. Yeah, we're good. Okay. I'm gonna... So. Shit <laughs> is so gross. Yeah, that looks disgusting. The color. It's like, it's like murky water. There's like beads at the bottom. I oh, think that's where good. they tried. It's strawberry flavored. So I think they tried to add like little strawberry particles. I mean, I look at think, that. I don't think they're strawberry particles. I, I think they're look just. The <laughs> I honestly think liquid IV just has a massive amount of salt. I, th- I think that's what it is too. Yeah. 
I got like, more salt. Because it's electrolytes, and electrolytes take form in salts and looking, sodiums. Looking at from Sodium. the bottom, I don't want to drink it anymore. Look at this. Nope. Uh, that looks... <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not drinking it. I got my water and my coffee. I'm good. I've chugged two of these today. Yeah, I, I have to. I still feel like shit. Yeah, and I think, I think that's pretty normal. I don't think just like drinking two... Uh, I don't know. How how big is this? It's like it says so on the bottom. It's like twenty two ounces or something. Or thirty two actually. Thirty two ounces. Yeah. I think that's like almost a. I think that might be a liter. I don't know. I could be. Compl- whatever. That's it's like, it's more <laughs> it's more than a liter. Drinking yeah. more than a liter or more no, than it's definitely more than a liter. Drinking two liters of water is not going to cure your hangover. Mm-hmm. This salt water though, on the other hand. Yeah, you might as well drink from the ocean, honestly. And if the, it tastes like I'm drinking from the strawberry ocean. The strawberry Speaking ocean. Speaking of, I actually got more salt. Um, like my Himalayan pink salt. No, no, um, we got like the big Morton's container. Oh, just classic table salt. Yes, because remember how I told you that I didn't want to make a cookie skillet because I didn't have time. Yeah. Well, I folded. I I saw. Yeah. I don't. Even, I don't even think I've ever thought of making a cookie <laughs> skillet. I didn't even like before you brought that up. I was just had zero idea that a cookie skillet was a thing. Is it just a cookie Wait, what? in a skillet that you put in the oven and bake? Yeah, well, they started at the um, the Colgate Inn, and they have, it's like their famous like cookie skillet or whatever, and I swear when I visited here, like sophomore year of high school, it was a massive. Okay, and now because of inflation? It's this big. Okay, but our so listeners tiny. cannot, okay, don't true, know. True. How would you describe this? Uh, four inch diameter. Yes, four inch diameter. Basically, if you just put your hands together. Okay. That's the, how I would describe that's it. That's also very arbitrary. That's every, all, or not arbitrary. Word of the day is arbitrary. Well, it's because I just told you what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're, you're using it again, so. Well, yeah. I, I also think once I use a word once, I use it for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm going to use arbitrary a lot yeah. today. I mean, you should use it in proper context, but. This is true. Um, now I know what it means, so. Okay, good. We'll I'm be glad. misusing it. But the cookie skillet was phenomenal. Okay. I don't really want to keep talking about the cookie <laughs> okay, skillet, if I'm being honest. We had a topic in mind. I mean, we did, but like, yeah. I guess I guess I should probably bring that up. Okay. What? The topic. Oh, yeah. The topic of the day. I, w- I feel like it's it's so unnatural to just be like, oh, the topic yeah. of the day is... No, um, I agree. But you know what? Whatever. So I was a... We had, we had a good thing going there for a second. For a second. And for then like, not for long. Now. Not for long. I mean, we were talking about consciousness, which is pretty cool. That a- was cool. Anyway. Squirrel. Anyway. So I guess it was either last week, November 30th, it says. I wrote notes. I went to a lecture for one of my philosophy classes that dealt with this guy. I guess the guy speaking wrote a book that I had to read. Okay, you look off put by looking at your phone, but just okay, cool. Yeah, okay, no, it's okay. fine. I'm just gonna deal with it later. So, <laughs> thanks for the distraction. But so I was at a lecture yeah. about, you know, God. Essentially, it was this guy mm-hmm. who wrote a book to justify the problem of evil. Was this the dinner? It was the yeah. It was the the lecture, then the dinner. Mm, okay. And during the lecture, you know, it was basically just like ran through everything in his book, which is, you know, I've already read. So I like, Mm -hmm. I just took like some notes and I'm writing a paper about this book, basically arguing against it um, in a very fucking strange way. (laughs) But you know what? It's fine. It's very creative as someone might say. Absolutely. Um, Or it's just stupid as fuck. Well, I feel like his arguments 
his argument just like doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like it just doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't like like it's not like a very satisfying argument, you know. Mm. That makes sense. Should I just like tell our yeah. listeners? Okay. Yeah. So it's I'm, interesting. He's he, this guy basically says that God allows evil in order for him to love specific individuals. And the whole like you know the conditions of this argument are um I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, you know what? I have the exact conditions that I will I will read out in my notebook. Um I think we need like we, uh, what was it? What's it's not Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune, maybe, where it's like, do, do, do. Oh, no. Is oh, that is Jeopardy. Jeopardy. I okay, think. cool. We should have that playing right now. Yeah. So, maybe we can insert it. I don't think so. <laughs> um, Where the fuck is this? Oh, so sorry. So his argument is the first condition, those who come to exist could not have, could not have without God's policy of evil and suffering allowance. So he allow like God allowing evil and suffering his tolerance policy is necessary for our like individual coming into existence um mm-hmm. the second one is god offers a great life all things considered to everyone who comes to exist mm-hmm. which all things considered and great life are pretty vague things but i'm not like i could easily argue against that yeah but the thing is is like the possibility of there being an afterlife heaven you know whatever can't really like i'm not qualified to argue against that no because it's just like it's metaphysically possible like you can there could be an afterlife there could be a place for eternal life where they take your soul and bring it up there or whatever whatever the fuck goes on Mm -hmm. um so i'm not arguing against that because it's like i don't know i just don't want to it's gonna take a would be such a that would be a whole other paper within itself yeah and it would just like yeah yeah, I'd have to do so much other research. Re- not even research, just like reading of other people's takes and oh, yeah. you know, they use. compare them. Yeah, and then Ugh. so the third condition is God is motivated in doing so by a desire to love those who come to exist. God is motivated in doing. So. I think I'm pretty sure it's God is mo- motivated by a desire to love those who exist or who come to exist. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. So. That is his argument. Conditions. Those are the conditions of yes. his argument. So I am arguing against one and three. So those who come to exist could not have without God's policy of evil and suffering. So basically this guy like relies on the causal chain of events that led to your existence. Mm-hmm. And you know any little change in any event could, in fact change who comes to exist it's like so, the hot tub time machine yes i've <laughs> i brought that up in class <laughs> you did yeah. what they what they say my professor was like hot tub time machine i haven't heard that one in a while <laughs> i was like yeah I'm, I'm using a raunchy comedy as a as a platform for my argument in class it checks out though i mean it does check out so it's yeah. like the butterfly effect like mm-hmm. minor events culminate into big consequences yes so like essentially is if any little event in my parents lifetime that like didn't go the if it had been different there's a possibility that i would not have been born yes they could have had another child but that other child would not have been me the way that i know myself like my identity my you know 
interests interests even personality personality even anything morals. really but like even just like the way i perceive the world like mm -hmm. consciousness consciousness like my consciousness you know i've been thinking a lot about this so he's basically saying that if evil and suffering did not exist or were different in any way it would fuck up the whole causal chain that led to my existence fair enough i guess fair enough well yeah that part makes sense. That part makes sense. However. However, the third condition where he says that God is motivated by a desire to love those who come to exist. So there's like three different ways of looking at God's omniscience. Mm -hmm. So there's determinism where God has knowledge of every single thing that's going to happen or that has happened. It's predetermined. Pre everything's predetermined. So that's so your entire no, life. Is that no free will? Essentially. It, it essentially okay. removes free will because you can't freely choose because God already knows what's going to happen and right. like it's already planned out. But then there's <coughs> Molinism, which means God has, you still have free will, but God has the knowledge of what you will freely choose. So, so it's he, half and half. So he knows, it's like, I don't know how it makes sense, but I guess it but makes it sense. checks out. I guess it checks out. Mm -hmm. And then the so, third. And then so the third is non-Molinist libertarianism. Is long, that just, that's a long word. So it is. it is essentially God has no knowledge of your choices until they happen. Mm -hmm. So he has no idea what you will freely, freely choose. It's, oh, it's up to you to choose that and God will find out. Right. So... With the non-Molinist, <coughs> really <laughs> with the non-Molinist view, it's like if you, like God cannot plan for certain people to come to exist, mm -hmm. so He can't be motivated to love specific people that will come to exist. He is only motivated to love a type of person, and He aims at types of people, and so those types of people are based off, you know our psychological narrative and biological traits. Mm -hmm. So it's like what we find valuable in hum like humans, other humans. Like we love their, you know, psychology or like we value psycho their psychology. We value like people's narratives, like their story, how, you know, their life has been or like how kind of they frame their life and how it looks and how it is. And then biologically, you know, we value biological factors and so essentially he argues that god would have to change our biology to make us less prone to suffering mm -hmm. it so if if we suffered less our biology what do you mean our biology fuck i don't know so <laughs> <laughs> sorry he said he basically says like for us to suffer less it would have to change the being type oh okay but i, see, I, I see what you mean i do not agree with that so yes. I'm arguing against that, and I'm saying that humans are prone to suffering because we live in a universe of suffering mm -hmm. and evil. It's like evil is independent from humanity and like us. Yes. So I basically brought this analogy. I told you the analogy. You told me already. the analogy. Yeah, I've, you've been helping me. Yeah, I think I could write the paper at this point. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, but... I basically made the analogy of evil existing independent. So it's like a um, environmental factor that we deal with that affects us. Mm 
Mm -hmm. It's like rain. The random little particles exactly. in so the I, air. So I basically like use the analogy of particles, like like statically charged particles that float around. There's a finite amount, but they don't stop existing. Like it's yes. just like it's just continuous matter in the air that just like exists. And because they're statically charged, they attract each other, mm -hmm. which accounts for the small and big evils in the world. Yes. And so when, if they, like, say hypothetically, they land on someone, mm -hmm. that person will eventually commit evil, but it's like... Is it random? So that's, it is random, because I essentially said that these particles are unstable. They're like a radioactive isotope. At any moment, mm -hmm. you know, they could react with something. Right. So I'm arguing that at, when these reactions happen, these, like, that's when the evil events occur mm -hmm. and that could happen you know to natural things like earthquakes you know oh, whatever yes. but it could also apply to people mm -hmm. and what happens interactions between people aka causal yes. chain so that it's it's the evil is independent from humans but we are like it's just inevitable well it's not it's not inseparable but we're inevitable it's they are separable. Humans? Or they're, they're separable? Evil, like evil is not related to, like, it's its own the, thing. The human type, yes. yes it's yes. its own type. It's its own thing. Yeah. And we're just, oh, we're susceptible to experiencing suffering because of the universe we live in. Yes. And it's not actually us that are evil. It's the universe. And we are just, you know, it's, it's inevitable that we will experience suffering because mm -hmm. of the universe that we live in. This makes a lot more sense when you explained it today. Yes. Than when you explained it yesterday. I think I think I just like did a really poor job. I think you like read it. read it off rather oh. than oh. you need like the the hand motions. You need the that. hand motions when I go like this a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I see now. I'm making like a claw. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like I'm arguing that like you know evil, if we were less prone to suffering, it's not because our biology is less prone to suffering. It is because the environment would have less evil. Yes. And I'm basically saying that suffering is the the product of experiencing evil or doing evil. So I'm saying like there's 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 the psychological inflicting evil. If you inflict evil, you you mm. do have your you get these psychological effects like you know regret, guilt, guilt, like anxiety, anxiety, you know, depression, depression, and that's those are th those are other ways of suffering mm -hmm. they're not just physical these are psychological Mental. suffering so emotional that is where you know my argument's going i don't know if it's gonna you know plan out or pan out as as well as how many pages are we at uh four uh 14 oh okay when is this due tomorrow friday next friday next friday mm -hmm. oh i've been God. grinding it yeah. i thought it was this friday no nope, next friday mine's tomorrow yeah this is like this is like probably my biggest assignment that i will ever like in terms of like significance yeah so like i really want to do well but you that's know, fair that's good who knows we shall see we shall see i feel like it'll be i feel like i mean from what i've heard from it it sounds really extremely interesting and a viable argument hopefully i really hope so we'll find out <laughs> yeah, hopefully my professor likes it <laughs> Anyway, so at this talk, oh yeah, we're a huge brief, tangent, huge, huge segue. <laughs> huge no, that was that was a crazy tangent. That's um, okay. So at this talk, essentially, this this guy, he was going through questions, and one of them was brought up like, um, 
so evils how are they you know judged like determined as good or bad or like 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 more significant or less significant i guess okay um and essentially um he talked about the origin of human security uh insecurity so the guilt of past events that's I, I, I'm origin just, of insecurity so that's like the guilt of past events but it's mm-hmm. also um when you look back he also talked about we place a threshold on things the threshold, the threshold of you know am i not good enough is it, it's almost like am i not good enough or is everyone everything above me considered great because yes. it's like they, it, it can go both ways. It like is the, arbitrary. It's not. Ar- uh, it's situational. It's, it's not arbitrary. It situational. Be. I would say instead of saying arbitrary there, Fuck. it's contextual. <laughs> similar. Arbitrary is, is not similar to contextual. Okay. Arbitrary is random. Contextual is depending on context. Okay. 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 So essentially this threshold of any sort of trait that we, you know, judge is you know based on so anything above your current state or how you perceive yourself is considered good anything mm. below is considered you know mediocre or whatever not good enough not good enough so but that also applies to evil mm-hmm. so it's like anything more evil than yourself you would consider evil mm-hmm. anything below you would consider good and that depends on how evil you are and if you don't perceive yourself to be that evil you know Everything above. Everything's going to be. Yeah. It's a greater threshold. It's a greater threshold. That makes sense. Or if you consider yourself to be fairly evil, then. Yeah, exactly. It's like. It's not like, much is going to. It's like a murderer. Surprise you. Being like, you know, oh, like that person who robbed a bank is, you know, he's fine. It's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. He's not evil. But, you know, people who. Wouldn't hurt know, a fly. Or not even. Or oh, over a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> But like, if a if a murderer was looking at you know like Hitler, they'd be like, oh, this guy fucking, this guy was evil. Yeah, that would be the like that's that's more evil than me. Like, yeah, I feel like that applies to everything. Yeah, like the way we view other people Mm -hmm. as well, not just evil, but terms of what were we just what anything? What were we talking about earlier? Oh, attractiveness. Also, like if you think yeah, attractiveness, like you're gonna think. You can set yourself to be attractive. You're going to be pickier. Or yeah. it applies to, like, if you think you're pretty funny, you're only going to think... Other people who are funnier yes, are funny. are funny. Yeah. And you're not going to be as easily impressed. Yeah. That makes sense. That's fair. So, I, like, that's why people who, like, aren't funny usually laugh. At everything. At everything. Like, easy crowd. And the tough crowd... Is always the people who are funny. Yeah. But then when you get a laugh from them, it's great. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's a you're great like, day. Yes. I'm moving up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Call it. Call it there. Yeah. Cool. We're ahead. Um. Yeah. Definitely. That's an interesting way. That's definitely not what I wanted to talk about. The, I went on a tangent. Said at a pregame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was no, so that confused. Was... Hearing hearing that back, she just like didn't get the memo. She didn't. No. She, like I was talking <laughs> to this girl about it, and like she just. I don't know if she didn't agree or just like didn't understand. Well, I I think she understood. Well, I like she kept telling me she wasn't explaining it correctly, and I was like, no, I, I get it, I get it now, but I just don't think that we agree with it. Mm. Which also come, 
I don't want to go there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Today's a dark day. Today's so dark. Like, I, I don't even have motivation to talk right now. No, me either. I'm also, like, so stressed about my paper. Should I explain my paper? Mm-hmm. You explained yours. Okay, yeah. so... Similarly, they're kind of, I'm also talking about the causal chain. Mm -hmm. I am arguing, okay, so I was a little too ambitious when I was choosing my research paper topic. First of all, because I am not an international relations major, major, but somehow I'm in a political science, I'm I'm in an IR seminar, I'm a poli-sci major, I don't know how that happened, it was false advertisement. So, is it loud? No, I'm just, screaming. I'm more concerned about people outside. Um. Says the, the, the list of audio devices connecting. What the fuck? Okay, never mind. I think we're good. Audition just like pulled some bullshit on me real quick. Oh, no, no, weird. you're good. You're good. Okay, you, okay. You don't have to. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> okay. If anything, just like talk close to the mic. No, but I'm a loud talker in general. I know. I know. It's okay. Anyways, I digress. Um, so I didn't really know what to choose because I don't really have any background on international relations. And I heard my professor mention quantum theory in class once. And you were like, yeah, let's do that. And I said, absolutely. And I took that shit and ran with it. Oh, my God. Um, however, I come November, my research design is too. And I realized that I actually had no idea what I was talking about. Um, I was oft- uh, often dealing with terms of quantum consciousness theory. Again, drawing back to... The consciousness conversation. Awareness of awareness. Awareness of awareness. Um, That is what I lost my train of thought. Um, The quantum theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In consciousness. And if it can be applied to IR. Okay. Um, It's more, a lot of the research so far is more just the overlap between the social sciences as a whole Mm -hmm. and the natural sciences in in terms of this. But what I didn't realize was that physics and philosophy go so far back. Yeah. To each other. You know, I, Aristotle invented physics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, even until the late 1900s, they would all work in the same hallways yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They just recently, you knew that? Like the gymnasiums in Greece. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I forget, I forget what the name of Aristotle's. Um, oh, his school. His school. Oh, me too. But it's okay. I should know this, but yeah, whatever. You definitely should. That's okay. I haven't taken an ancient philosophy class in a while, so. I almost took one next semester. With Professor Klein. Uh, I actually did try that, um, but it was full and ah. they only accept freshmen and sophomores. And I was like, for ancient philosophy. Okay. Oh wait, it might have been, that was intro. That was intro. Oh, that was intro. But it was, it was Professor Klein. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, um, he's, he's really smart. Yeah. But that didn't work out. I just took foundation to political thought Fair for, enough. which was similar. Um, anyways, but it turns out that the only like with the main argument for quantum theory in Alexander Wendt tried to explain it with in terms of panpsychism, which I asked you if you know what that meant. No, I, and I didn't realize that was philosophy of mind and that that's a completely different ballgame. I mean, philosophy of mind is just like metaphysical. It was mostly. metaphysics. Yeah, which I, I don't really fuck with met- metaphysics because like essentially if if like you don't have a metaphysical base, like you like in anything, like if you don't if there's no metaphysical um, truth to anything, then there's like nothing actually matters in the world. Yeah. Like legit, like you are a nihilist, like, or you can, you can justify nihilism. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is why you told me in September to not do this topic. You were like, this is a huge. Yeah. 
because and I, it's like metaphysics like i don't fuck with meta- metaphysics yeah because like at some point like you just have to assume that everything is like reality is real because metaphysics like yeah, talks about like weird what is real and what is not real exactly yeah. and they're saying that every single thing like down to the like the elementary level of mm-hmm. life is has like a mind that mind and matter are one and the same mm-hmm. which really started to freak me out um yeah i think i think i mean you can justify that with like you know some sort of intelligence in the world like that's why people justify god essentially because there's like connect uh con- connectivity, connectivity between everything like cause and effect everything and like you know um just like how you see patterns in the universe and like patterns that like I, I remember I was I don't know if I was on TikTok or Instagram but there's like a picture of like mitosis and then a picture mm-hmm. of like a star or two black or two stars colliding or something mm-hmm. and like they, they were identical yeah yeah exactly well that's also kind of what I'm talking about in my paper is that things that coexist in the world but in this in this case it's like world orders like mm-hmm. whatever's going on in the west similar things are going on in the east mm-hmm. and how but i'm more using it just taking the terms of interconnectedness entanglement mm-hmm. yeah. superposition all of that basically that we have to have one approach mm-hmm. to viewing we can't they're not they're non-separable like they are one and the same because there are like the things that happen across the world all interpenetrate with each other mm-hmm. and they are all like imitate it's all like imitated behavior and it's yeah. all identical no matter what it's all the same so, so- similar to that does this so does it change are we talking about like presently or are we talking about like always um presently okay okay because i think like with um with like you know intelligence like or not intelligence i mean like foreign intelligence mm-hmm. and like being able to you know survey another country and like look at what they're doing i think back in you know before even before like world war one like it was very difficult to know exactly what another country especially across the world was doing absolutely like you know in terms of their policies and you know diplomatically mm-hmm. so or if you go back even further even further like it's fucking it impossible harder like, and harder. unless unless like it's between counts in a kingdom like you have yeah. no fucking idea <laughs> exactly but there's still patterns regardless and history does repeat itself and the same things are still happening yeah across course. the world so also back to the causal chain but um what this guy was saying is that there's no single point of entry of analysis mm-hmm. because everything is so interconnected yeah. and related. Yeah. Like you can't just you can't study one thing without studying the whole, mm-hmm. the holistic worldview. The holistic worldview. Exactly. Yeah. And everything, everything, one thing just leads to another. Everything is caused yeah. by another. So which, how in, so how can you if there's no like entry point, how can you study everything at once? I don't know. How can we? I don't fucking know. I think, um, well, one of the things he was saying is when we teach, like, history in general, we mm-hmm. don't, like, in America, we just teach American history. Mm-hmm. You have to teach, like, more of a global history. Yeah. Rather than, and maybe, because in study of the constitutive relationships, mm-hmm. rather than just one single war. Okay, well, how does this compare to other ones? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, like, having a very, um, like, not even rudimentary understanding of history, but, like, really kind of knowing the cause like the cause and effect of how things came to be like how we got to where we are now yes. i think that's really important because it, it not just the facts not just the facts it's just like like you you should be able to know that you know the fall of rome led to feudalism and the dark ages exactly like like you should know that but then you should also know that you know the greeks um 
like actually I'm, I'm trying to think basically the Roman conquest of, of Greek city states is what allowed the Romans to expand because yes. the Greeks, you know, like, like it wasn't just on the, the I mean, what's, what, what do you even call that? It's not a peninsula. It's, you know, like the Greek the region, the, that region that of, of Greece, Mediterranean region. Yeah. But I'm maybe? talking more specifically like the actual, like what, what we consider Greece now. Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't know the, the actual name, but I don't know either. These, these, the Greeks, like they, they ventured everywhere. Like mm -hmm. they were in Sicily, they were in, you know, Turkey, they were in, um, North Africa. And like, I guess after Alexander the Great, they were all, all the way in India. Mm -hmm. Like they, like, oh, yeah. like if, if you didn't know about, you know, Alexander the Great's conquests and how, you know, once he died, his four generals split his empire apart and there were there were literally Greeks living in like what's modern day like like Turkmenistan and mm -hmm. Afghan like like there's Alexandria's in, you know, that part of the world. Like yeah. Tajikistan. Like what the fuck? Well and then like terms of culture too. That's how cultures are formed because it go it goes all the way back to them when like when the people are scattered, when people move to other places when people are conquered, when all the lines change. Mm -hmm. Like our, our our cultures today are all rooted back to yeah. this time. So it's really like how you understand anything. And and I think now like the real, instead of conquering, you know, you know how like back, whatever, like a century ago, mm -hmm. even, even further, but like since the dawn of time, like the way that you move people from one place to another was through conquest. Yes. How you moved influence from one place to another was through conquest. Now it's through immigration. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, now the power comes from those, like, when you, when a, a, a large group of people immigrate from one country to another or one region to another, the, the dominant culture has to change, especially now because we're so... <laughs> Because now we're so tolerant and like we're not just going to like, even though like it may seem what what's going on in the world now it may seem like pretty fucked up and extreme. It's nothing compared to like what oh was God. going on a no. hundred years ago. Like, well, that was my other paper that I wrote this week, actually. Really? But um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's basically how concepts of nationalism as the government has developed, nationalism arose and then immigration's happening and all these countries are trying to create one like one national identity but they all approach it differently like in india it was like okay hinduism has to be like that's our culture like hinduism is nationalism either mm -hmm. you're hindu hindu it means being indian yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah but then you have all these muslims and christians also living within the same mm -hmm. and with migration then in america mm -hmm. saying how like a lot of families want to still preserve there's less focus on being like one culture because American culture itself yeah. because of immigration is so many different cultures. And I think like you, you get more nationalism in more rural settings. Yes. Cause they're like in, in a city, just like take, I don't know, New York it's city, like for example, pot. it's a melting pot of cultures and I, and like different people. And it's hard to just put a label on, you know, what that group of people is. But exactly. if you're in a rural setting, it's like that, that melting pot doesn't exist, but it's also like that group of people that we're like using to create an identity or like create like a, a collective identity is a family. 
mm-hmm. or a household. Like yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> legit. Like it's like a community of like a hundred people. Yeah, and they're all the same. And and they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easier to find like similarities there. Like that's why you know where you go rural places. Like even if you're from another town, like you're still gonna be ostracized. Yeah. You're from another state. You're getting ostracized. Like mm-hmm. if you just like join a small town, like you just move there for whatever reason. Like people aren't gonna like you at first. No, and it's always you're gonna have like, to assimilate into their one exactly. unique culture. But exactly. in cities, it's more tolerant for Absolutely. sure. New York City's crazy. New York City's crazy. Like it may seem fucked up all the time, but it's like yeah, like that's probably one of the more safer places you could be in America if you immigrate. Absolutely. Especially when there's other, you know, people of you know your. Ethnicity. Ethnicity. What? I don't even. Race. I don't. I don't like using those words. It's stupid. Like, I just. I just don't agree with yeah. like classifying people based off people within your culture. Yeah, people within your people culture. that share people, the same values as you. People who are similar to you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find more similar people in a large place because of you know the demographic and how many people live there mm-hmm. than living in a small place where you know you're disconnected from the outside world essentially. Absolutely. And I think like it's hard to compare like even though politically like it may seem like you know all these rural states are republican it's because they hold values that like the republican party i don't even i think they just target those people yeah because they know they're not going to win cities no because you know cities require all this social you know services mm-hmm. and people like are willing because you're p- paying or you're you're making more in a city, you're more willing to be taxed Yes. in order to have these things. But when you're, you know, living in a small town, it's like taxes, like you're not making that much. Like if you're, no. you're living in a small town, like unless you have a very successful monopoly on every single thing in that town, you're not making money. And that's still like what one family, yeah, like two families. It's yeah, not exactly. It's like, there's like two rich people and they probably make like, Oh, and they own the small towns. Yeah. They own the small towns. That's like, and like how my, um, the town I grew up in was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it, not hard. It's not, it's not hard, but it's also like, like they don't need, like the people living there just want to keep their money so they can feed their family and they don't need other things. Like they're already pretty self-sufficient mm-hmm. when you're, when you, when you live a rural lifestyle, like you are, you have to be self-sufficient like mm-hmm. that's what you signed up and for. you have to support yourself and you have to support yourself your family. and your family and you have to make sure that like the responsibility fall, responsibility falls on you but when there's a large mass of people that responsibility kind of goes away mm-hmm. yes that makes sense you know you mm-hmm. also can't like i guess responsibility goes in all direction like in every direction when you're in a large group of people responsibility kind of goes out the window oh yeah but when you're, you're in a small group People are more likely to notice you're easier easier to be, you know, pin, pinpointed as, you know, the one who should be responsible mm-hmm. or take responsibility. It's like being at a small school. Yeah. Like here. Here. <laughs> you are held responsible for your actions. Yeah, you are. And everyone knows it. And everyone knows it because mm-hmm. you are under the microscope. Oh, my God horrible yeah but if this was a massive state school you could go with anything people don't even know who the fuck you are they no. like your professors don't even know who you are like i could walk down the hall right now and like see five people that i know but if this yeah. was like this would be one of seven libraries on campus if yes it was exactly school. like i would see people n- new people every day that i'd never seen before yeah like 100%. the odds of the odds of me passing one of my friends on campus would be so slim yeah 
Well, and also the thing I was talking about was that how edu- what role education mm-hmm. plays in molding cultures yeah. and building nationalism as well. Oh yeah, because that's how you like shape the next generation. Yeah, and with assimilation too, yeah. and immigration. Yeah, then they take those ideals home too. I mean, the education families. education like state sponsored edu- education systems are mm-hmm. basically to like groom children to oh yeah think a certain way. The governments. Yeah, it's like um, what, agenda. it's th- it's the government agenda. You basically like, I'm pretty sure I saw a video or I watched a video basically saying that one guy, the guy responsible for creating the U.S. educational board, essentially created it as a means to like educate people for labor. Yeah. So then they can improve oh. the U.S. economy and improve U.S. industry. They were trying to train pe- or like educate people to be like good industry workers working citizens yeah um yeah um yeah or in india it's only hindu ideals Mm -hmm. or when france was forming uh, everyone came in from the countryside everything was it was just french um ideals like you are french you are french yeah um but my mom actually used to be a teacher and that was like the one thing that she hated was that you had no you you've lost like all your agency as a teacher unless you're a private teacher Exactly. Private school or private universities. She ended up moving to private school after that. Fair enough. She was actually my principal growing up. <laughs> I think you told me that. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Also, I, I think we've we've reached a natural ending point. Yeah, that was, that good. was good. That was fun. How much time did we get today? 42 minutes. Oh, we said short. We said we were going to do a short yeah, one today. We got a lot of work to do. We do. I'm getting really stressed. Yeah, me too. I'm I haven't to done sweat. anything all morning. <laughs> it's okay. This, um, is, this is our first bit of productivity, and then we can, you know. Well, and it kind of got the juices flowing because yeah. that's exactly what I'm going to go do is write my paper. I'm going to write a research paper about New York, the history of New York City. So that's I'm, so interesting. It sucks. Okay. Well, yeah. speaking of New York City, we covered that base we too. We did. We did. So we kind of covered everything. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. This was fun. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> God bless America. God bless America. <laughs> All right. Bye, Felicia.